This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to the Woman and Money Empowerment Show. My name is Yulin Lee, and I am your host. In these episodes, you will hear my heart-to-heart conversations with women from all walks of life, sharing their wisdom and their journey to success. I hope through these stories, you will find inspirations and affirmation that ordinary people like you and me, we can achieve extraordinary results and live an extraordinary life. Now, let's dive into today's show. Hello, hello, Laura. Welcome back to the Woman Money Empowerment Show. Yulin, thank you so much for having me back. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, well, me too, because, you know, you and I, we share a lot of um, spirit, same spirit in how Mm -hmm. we want to help others, how we want to make a difference in the world. And with you helping other women and and clients in building and growing their business, and with me uh, working with women in, in helping them in their personal finance, I think we share so much in common, but one of those things is is about really empowerment. Like, how do we empower others? And ultimately, you know, like you and I, we said before, it's about self-empowerment. So I am so glad that you're back um, for us to have a deeper dive into this conversation about what does empowerment look like? Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So um, before we start, and maybe just very quickly again, uh, tell our audience who you are and what you do. Sure. So I'm Laura Livingston. I'm a mindset and business coach. And I work with people who really have uh, women typically, but not exclusively, um, but 99% of my clients are women, working with people who have been in business for a little while. They do, they're doing work they love. They've created some sort of foundation. And they're just ready to do whatever the next big thing is for them. I'm really big on fulfillment and defining success your way. So absolutely, we have a lot of money overlap, but we also very much just, I think, want women and people to be and feel empowered in um, their various areas. And for me, that's in the work that you do in the world. Um, so I oftentimes people will come to me when they are going through some sort of change or small or large pivot in their work and where they just feel like, okay, I did the thing, but also now I want to do this other thing, or now I just want to do the next sort of the next big step or the next version of their work. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really ultimately the work I do. It comes down to yes, business coaching, but a lot of my training and a lot of my expertise is around mindset and understanding how we as humans operate um, and how we can go out into the world and do that in a way that really lights us up. Um, and that's also just really where you and I have so many synergies. And um, that's why I'm so excited to be talking about empowerment today. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the word that you said earlier, next version, and and it just mm-hmm. reminded me, like both your work and mine, at the end of the day, it's not just about helping them with their business or helping them with their finances. It's really to help them find the next version of themselves. 100%. So, yeah, so let's talk about empowerment. Um, In your definition, what what does that look like? Oh, I like that question. I I think empowerment, I mean, I could probably spend a year trying to define it, but I think it really ultimately comes down to your own sense, your own personal sense of your power. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think even the word power has a little bit of a wonky context to it for lots of people, but um, standing up for yourself, it's taking steps and taking charge of your life, your business, your finances, 
um, and and your and your joy. Honestly, I think we have the power, and um, I believe that we can create whatever we want. Um, and sometimes that off all the time that requires us to dig deep, you know, into who we are and where our you know soul power is lying, and really tap into that. Because I think we're all very powerful. Um, capable of really anything and it's just about tapping into that um i'm curious I'm, how, how do you define empowerment i'm curious yeah you know i similar to what you said but uh, i want to just pick out you know the one thing that you you mentioned which is you know empowerment the, the within that word the the word power mm -hmm. um that actually plays a very huge influential role in in the realm of money and finance um, that for many women, um, feeling power mm -hmm. in, in the context of money and, and, and finance, that could be a very intimidating thought to them. Right. And, um, so yeah, so, so I think it's, it's, um, empowerment as it relates to money and finance. It is, there's so much layer in within that to become self-empowered. And I think that's why, you know, we are having this conversation today because for me, if I had to, to, to define what is empowerment or self-empowerment, it comes down to self-advocacy that we need to be able to advocate for ourselves, for our, for our rights, for our well-beings, for our own financial future. And so when we have the power to step up and self-advocate, that is empowerment. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So, what does it look like to you? You're such a money expert. You're also an empowerment expert. What does it look like to you when you think about um, what women are dealing with, what challenges they're dealing with related to money and finance? How do you how do you see that? Yeah, yeah. That that's that's a good question. So, um, you know, money is such an interesting topic. Um, it's not like other topics that we learn in school, right? There, there's a knowledge base and you learn it, you can go practice it. You know, um, money is something that number one, we don't learn in school, you know, yep. historically, and it, it is so emotionally charged. And so the, you know, there's so many layers in how we deal with money in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, but, you know, some of the, the most common um, challenges that I see are, you know, number one, uh, no matter where you are in the world, uh, most girls grow up being brainwashed with the idea of, you know, money is a men's job. Your role is to take care of the kids, take care of the family, and um, your goal as you go into adulthood is to find a good man. Um, who can, you know, make the money and take care of the family and provide for the whole family. And then you, your role is to take care of the household stuff. Now, in the past, that may have worked, but we know we're now living in the world that is changing so fast, uh, that is so different from what it used to be. So that model doesn't work for most family, most couples anymore. But at the same time, because girls and women, we have been so ingrained with this idea of money is a men's job. The result of that is most 
women, we don't have this, we've never developed this self-identity as someone who can be good, who can be in charge of money. Mm -hmm. So that in itself, you know, creates this self-doubt. Um, because again, if you can't see yourself being something or do something, how can you be good at it? Right? Yeah. So, so that and is the word you just use self identity, I think is so to use the word powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, when we identify ourselves in a certain way, even if it's just, you know, like I even think about because I've, I've lived a very non traditional lifestyle. I'm in my 40s and I've never been married and I've always been the only breadwinner. Mm -hmm. And I had, you know, I have way more models now to be fully clear of how far we have come since I've been around, but we have way more models now of successful women. But, you know, my dad was the primary breadwinner growing up and I was kind of the weirdo, like being the single breadwinner, you know, climbing the corporate ladder back in my former career. Um, and that identity, I always thought there was something like I was very, I felt I was very strong. I'm always very strong and, and, and independent. And, and I think I am absolutely empowered myself. But mm -hmm. then there was this conditioning right in the back of my mind of like, well, you can't, you know, you can't expect yourself to do it quite, you know, as well as whether I was making the money or not, you know, to be as good at with money as men, there was always something back there mm -hmm. in the back of my mind. And that comes to your back to your point about how are we self-identifying as women right. related to our money and finances? Right. Um, and it wasn't even about the money coming in. It was just about the money that I had. What am I doing with it? And am I good with the money that I have? Right. Um, I had, I've always, you know, I, I've had to do a lot of work around that. Still am. I think it's a lifelong learning, but right. Right. I'm curious for you, where do you see that self-identity piece playing out with your clients? Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Uh, you know, like um, one example, I, I once talked to a man about what I do and mm -hmm. about financial coaching and he's oh that's great yeah you know none of us you know we learn anything from school and then you know college you know didn't learn anything and then when i got out i just knew that i had to figure out how to make money how to da 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 da, da. and i just that also that really hit me yeah. because here's a man talking that somehow he's being ingrained in his idea uh, you know in his head with the idea that i need to go figure out how to make money because yeah. I'm going to be the breadwinner, right? That's my job. Yeah, that's my job. Uh, versus women uh, was not like that, right? It was it was more of a hey, you know, go find yourself a good man who can provide for you. Mm -hmm. And an example of that, even just today, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Thailand vacationing with my my family, and this this guy uh, at a hotel who you know arranged tours and for us. He handed a flyer to my husband and say, hey, you know, we also do um, cooking classes, you know, to learn how to cook Thai food. And he said, well, uh, maybe you can sign this up for your wife. And then so he can learn how to cook and for, you know, to cook for you so she can cook for you. Yeah. And and my husband looked at him. He goes, I cook for her. Yes. <laughs> My partner cooks for me too. I love that. Yeah. 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 But, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, you know, kind of a small casual exchange, but it's, again, it's a, it's a reflection of how most people in this world are still viewing, you know, cooking is the woman's role, right? 
that that's my job is to to feed the men to feed the yeah. kids right and then for the men to go out so so yeah. yeah so that i see that every day i mean you know even today even for women who at the conscious level understand mm-hmm. the financial independence understand that we need to have the parity in in everything but deep down mm-hmm. though it is so ingrained that sometimes you know it's at the subconscious level that we we don't even know absolutely you go to a restaurant and the my boyfriend is always given the check yeah always he mm-hmm. they always give the check to him right and and right. okay like sometimes i'm paying so um but right. to your point it's these tiny little things that are actually not that tiny they're just a representation of it's it where will, we are as a culture as a you know as humanity at this point right i mean it's it's these tiny things but it's there's so many of them and they and then that's so what um that's what creates these unspoken rules and and which you know at the end influence our our self identity you know like we talked about yeah. So, so yeah so so you know that is one common challenge that i see mm-hmm. for many women is that they just don't see themselves as someone who can be capable with or you know should be in charge of money yeah and then the the second thing is this misconception that you have to be good at math to be good mm-hmm. at money um and the reason i say that is because i often hear women would tell me oh i'm so bad with money and then they would follow with a supporting fact yeah. and, then, and then they would say you know i was i was never good in math in school and and so i'm like oh so there's a correlation there that because they were not good at math in school therefore they cannot be good with money so it it seems like a such a natural um you know evolution well because i wasn't good therefore i can't be good with money you know and and you know, that, i really that, never that, thought about that I really ne- like this is a blind spot for me. I I really never thought about um cuz I definitely my mother was actually a math teacher, but mm-hmm. I always struggled with math. Mm-hmm. And I I I'm mean, now I'm going to have to go do some thinking, but like I've always been sort of this self-proclaimed not good at math person. I wonder what what thoughts I have had in the back of my mind around the correlation between those two things going together. Mhm. That's mm-hmm. really interesting to me. Yes, yeah. really yeah. interesting. And yeah. women in, in you know, especially now I think we're doing a much better job in schools of educating girls around science and math, but that was just that alone was a very different planet when at mm-hmm. least when I was coming along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually hear that a lot. And it's fascinating. It's, yeah, it's it's a very interesting mm-hmm. correlation that people make and which may or may not even be true right right and i know yeah. it's not true because um when we talk about money in our day-to-day life we're not talking about trigonometry you know we're no. talking about you know even geometry we're just talking about simple arithmetic yeah. right and we have and, calculators on our phones right, so you right. know it's not yeah 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 um so so that that's another common that's interesting um it, common uh thoughts that that then creates challenges for people right because and it creates part of their identity right yeah. if i'm not yeah. good at math then that must mean i'm not good at yeah so therefore we now unknowingly create a barrier for ourselves mm-hmm. so so that's another challenge and a limitation have. right right yeah yeah and then a third one is more um in the realm of you know shame and embarrassment i see so much of that 
in women around mm-hmm. money and finance. And and I I have to say this I I you know for men I think it's probably ratio percentage wise is probably similar although I don't have you know the actual numbers about mm-hmm. you know the percentage of men who is really good at managing money versus you know not um, yeah. but I don't see or I don't hear much embarrassment about not being good at money from from men and they're like okay whatever mm-hmm. you know I do this I do that. There doesn't seem to be as much of an emotional attachment to the the state of their being, and so for women,、um, because of you know the lack of training in school, lack of education, just like men, right? Because we just we just don't get that kind of education、yeah. in school. But、no. then on top of that,、um, you know, with the conditioning that we've had, it's 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 not even our job anyway,、right. and so therefore we're not good, and so therefore in the adulthood. When they run into cases where maybe they're talking to a financial professional, whether they're dealing with some things in their life that maybe they don't understand,、mm-hmm. they would be too embarrassed to ask questions.、Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I, I, you know, I, I've seen cases where they just they pretend they understood what the other person said, and、yeah. they let it slide. Right,、yeah. because I'm too embarrassed to say, "Hey, you know what? I didn't get what you just said. Can you repeat that?" Right, and, and so- I think back to your point about the education. Sometimes, <laughs> so I live in Honduras and I I do speak Spanish, but there are times when I swear, like I'll be honest. Sometimes people say things to me in Spanish, and I'm like, I did not get that, but I just go, uh huh, and like <laughs> because I'm just moving on. But I think the sometimes you don't even know what to even ask, other than to your point. I did not get what you just said, but it's almost like, but the the where you start, you're the starting point of that sentence you just said. I didn't even know what that meant, right? Like you're assuming I know X, and I'm like X minus one to use math terms. Like I need you to get me to X so that we can then go from here. And I think not even having the education and the confidence to even articulate a question to say I don't know what that means、mm-hmm. is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, really and, embarrassing right. when and, you're and, trying to take. Even if you're trying to take charge of your finances, right? Right.、Um, that can be really. Yeah, I really and the shame around that. Shame makes us quiet. Shame、right. makes us quiet. Right. 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 And and the, again, this is where you know empowerment comes comes into play, right? Yeah. If if we find ourselves in these situations where you know whether we are talking to a financial professional、um, mm-hmm. or whether we're talking to somebody else. Uh, negotiating, you know, whatever that may be,、um, to to feel the power in yourself to to raise your hand and say, "I did not understand what you just said. Can you repeat it?"、Mm-hmm. Um, that could be very, very intimidating. That that's a huge step、yeah. for for many women,、yeah. and and the the consequence of that,、uh, and I think it's particularly in in、uh, in finance, is that when you let it go, it may be thousands of dollars. That you just missed or lost, you know, because worse. <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, it could be a huge loss,、mm-hmm. and it makes a huge financial、um, difference in your well-being、uh, by not asking the question, right?、Yeah. And so, so again, that that's another area where I see a lot of women having challenges, and that、mm-hmm. also comes into play or show up in, you know, women going through a divorce. Yeah, in that. Um, they are too embarrassed to talk about their failed marriage,、mm-hmm. and then they are too embarrassed to talk about their 
now new financial state of being because mm -hmm. he hasn't been make, making money. He's been making the money. He's been controlling all the money. And now I'm in this really, really shitty situation, and I am just yeah. embarrassed to even talk about it. And, and the, you know, the, the problem with that is um, they're just when you don't speak up, you're just not getting the support that you need. Yeah. And 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 it becomes which like, is further disempowering. Right? That's right. That's right. That's it right. just adds an extra layer of feeling right. like you're not in charge of your own life. That's right. That's right. Um, much less your finances. If right. if. You know, it's sort of. It, I feel like that they all just add layers, right? To that feeling of just zero control, zero charge, and and no and no power to change the circumstances or to even understand the circumstances. Right, right, yeah. And then you know uh, the the uh, another one. You know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I can list some. You know, I can list so many. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but in in the interest of time, um, uh, another one. But I I do want to bring up is is the fact that money is a very emotionally charged thing, and that that is often based on um, your life experiences yeah. and your relationship with others. You know, your family, your friends, and so it it becomes really difficult to to really learn and master. The same way that you do with other subject, right? You know, I say if you learn in geography, if you learn history, a lot of those are knowledge based. And so, if you study and if you um, even just with math, you know, if you practice how to do the equations over time, you just get good at it. Yeah. Whereas money, there is a technical aspect of it, right? There's uh, mm -hmm. of you know. Making money, budgeting, and investing. There's technical aspect of how to do all those things, but then there's one. The most important component to the money is your emotions and your psychology and your relationship to money. Yeah, so that's why money is 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 a very different subject from you know any other thing that you learn in in school. And and so you know when whenever emotions are involved, and that's very difficult. Um, a lot of times for ourselves to try to resolve whatever issue that we have because we are too emotionally invested and also because we have so much blind spots 100%. and and yeah so 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 to answer your question you know how how does empowerment come into play in in terms of challenges with, with mm -hmm. those you know, with people yeah um, what do we do with, yeah with each of these things yeah. um, you know we need to how do we apply the empowerment into these areas yeah. and into these challenges, right? Because just to be clear, like I think what you're saying is this is like this is the antidote, right? Like I mean, I'm, there's there's all kinds of ways that we can um, empower ourselves, or sorry, to to improve our financial situation. But you know, you and I have had a conversation separately about like it doesn't even matter how much money you're making if you're not you know, appropriately allocating the money that you have, you're still dealing with an issue with money. So, um, yeah. So, okay. So how, how do we, how do we tap into that empowerment? How do we sort of take charge of our finances? Right. Right. So, so, you know, it comes down to what I mentioned earlier. It's really about self-advocacy mm -hmm. that we have to decide for ourselves that we are the only person we're the best person to advocate for ourselves in our lives because we are the one who is most most interested in our well-being just mm -hmm. in, in in general overall and so 
it comes down to self-advocacy. So what does that look like? Well, number one, you have to first acknowledge where you're at. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that means getting to understanding yourself. Are you yeah. someone who often worry about money? Well, do you always get stressed around money? Or are you someone who prefer actually not to think about money and <laughs> actually want to have someone in your life to just deal with it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to deal. Yeah, right. Because I, I hear so many women said that, that you know, when they mm -hmm. were single, I had to deal with it because I'm single. There's no one else to do it. But boy, as soon as I got married, I am so glad there's someone else who can take care of it and I don't have to deal with it, right? And like that's, an outsourcing. Right, right. And what they don't realize is that then just by making that decision, you've now put yourself in a very vulnerable position uh, in terms of your own financial future. Absolutely. And so it's, it's you know, it's acknowledging, you know, if, if that's, the, that's your state of mind, then maybe there's something, some work to do in that area. Or, you know, maybe you're someone who um, is making money. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're successful. I've actually worked with a lot of successful businesswomen. Um, they are successful in making money because they're good at what they do. So they're able to make that. Uh, that the income that they can, can command, but at the same time, their success in their business doesn't necessarily give them the sense of peace and security about their financial future. They still feel like, yeah. I don't know whether I can retire or I don't know how and I'm going to retire and I don't know what is, what is really going to be when I retire, even though I've been making money all these years. And so mm -hmm. You know that's that's another you know self-awareness right if you are in that camp then there's some work to be done and and the work is actually to acknowledge the fact that money has multiple facets in our lives you know how money shows up in our life has multiple facets right one facet is making money yeah and so if you are good at making money that tells me you are good at what they do what you do you know, the services that you provide, the products that you sell, you are good at what you do, therefore you are able to mm -hmm. make money. But that's just the first step, right? Once you make money, how do you spend your money? And then how do you invest the money that's, you know, from, from your savings? Those are the other two aspects maybe you haven't looked at, right? And so that's the, the, mm -hmm. the part of the financial literacy most people need to have is your financial well-being doesn't just rely on how much money you make. You need to round it out with, yeah. am I spending wisely? Am I spending within, um, you know, in, in alignment with my values and my goals? And then also, what am I doing with all the savings that I have? Am I investing my money mm -hmm. uh, smartly? And I, am, am I investing that's also in alignment with my values and goals? And so we need to round out these three different things to actually mm -hmm. achieve financial uh, peace, you know, financial freedom. And so um, that's another area where people sometimes they don't recognize it. You know, again, that's the, you know, they haven't really done the work uh, to take a step back and say, okay, how am I, how would I gray myself in the realm of, you know, money and finance? I've done great in making money, but then I still haven't done the other two steps. So, so, you know, again, so those are uh, just examples of um, 
acknowledging where I am today as a person and then also where I am today with my finances. And and by doing that, you can identify where are the areas that need ex, you know, additional work. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think like the word I kind of want to use to describe that is, is, a, is thriving. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like there's something more to your point to round out that circle, to, to look at thriving and to look at creating a healthy relationship with money even mm-hmm. if you have tons of it, you mm-hmm. know, if you're to your point, if you're avoiding it or if you're outsourcing it, um, there's something there that you're you're kind of missing. And to complete that circle is empowering, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. And and, and um, yeah, I mean, again, the first step is knowing, you know, who you are yeah. and where you are, and then. And then the, the second step is to, you know, to second step to this empowerment is, you know, to once you identify where the holes are, where you need extra work, then that's when you to take actions and get additional support and get accountability um, support. Because, um, like I said, money is one of those things where it's so emotionally charged mm-hmm. and that lots also, of blind spots, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 and that's why it, you know, really warrants to get a coach or somebody else mm-hmm. to, uh, to help you to, uh, you know, to, to tell you where your blind spots are, to reflect back to you, to mirror back to you about what you want and what you're doing. Cause sometimes we can't see it clearly ourselves because we are human, you know, we, and it happens Absolutely. to us. Absolutely. Right? So, so we, yeah, none of us can see what we can't see, you right. know. Right. How how do you work? Because I know you offer one on one support for your clients. How do you? What does that look like when when somebody comes to you and says, "Okay, Yulin, I'm ready to look at what we got here." Right, right. So you know, everybody comes in with different set of problem on the surface, um, but it really comes. You know, over the years, I've realized um, they all follow kind of very similar patterns. And so, first, I would do an evaluation of you know, their relationship to money. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them do have some issues or challenges with relationship to money because that's usually the cause of all the, you know, challenges that we have. But some people are not. Some people are really, you know, they've done the work themselves and um, and maybe they are, you know, they, they did grow up in an environment where, you know, parents, their parents were, you know, empowering them and supporting them to, to, you know, have that new identity of they can be good with money or they can be in charge with their money. So there are, a, it's a small percentage of women that I work with, they actually have a very good, healthy relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And, and so then it's it's really about, okay, so what are you looking for at the moment? Mm-hmm. Um, some of them, they would say, well, I really need help on, you know, learning how to invest my money so I can create that financial future for me. Um, so it's about identifying their needs Mm-hmm. And then the majority of the clients that come to me, they do have a lot of issue with um, mm-hmm. with their relationship to money. And and so if that's the case, then, you know, my work starts with um, helping them to understand their relationship, you know, exactly what, what it is. And then also how to reframe those um, whatever stories that they may have had in, in their head all their lives. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's understanding it, reframing it and then practicing it because um, just by having that knowledge, you could make that shift at the moment 
But oftentimes, the old、um, thinking still comes back、um, because, again, you've been living with it for the last forty, fifty years. So the the, the reality、Absolutely. is, you don't completely change for good,、um, you know, with that one shift. But it is that shift, though, that's the beginning of a new possibility, right? And so、mm-hmm. it's identifying their relationship, helping them to learn how to reframe those thoughts when they come up. And then also at the same time, working through their finances, looking at what's coming in, what's going out, how much are you saving, and what are you doing with your savings, and what are your goals,、um, what are the specific numbers that we need to achieve.、Um, it's it's a combination of doing all that work together. And so、mm-hmm. sometimes you do the mindset work. They're like, oh yeah, I got it. I have this now. I have this new、uh, reframed image or a story. But then, when you're actually doing the work, this old thought pops up. It pops up. Oh yeah, pops oh, up. Yeah. <laughs> But then, because we've done the work, you know, before that, we can say, okay, well, now let's remember to how to reframe this. And it's really through this practice that that they now started to really take on this new identity for themselves, right, with the new story. And then, at the end of the day, you know, working with them, it's about helping them to get clarity on. What they want, you know, getting clarity on where they're at,、mm-hmm. what they want, and then how do we, you know, how do we get there? And、mm-hmm. that's that's about creating a path, creating strategies and action steps for them to move in that direction. I love that because, and it, obviously, because we work very similarly, but I, I do the same thing with my clients in a different component. But I think you know it's really important. Mindset work is so important because when you miss that, you're just going to keep taking the same repeatable actions and have complete blindness around blind spots around you know why you're doing that or even that you maybe could take a different action. But when we only do action, then we're sort of missing the mindset piece. And when we can tackle it. From both directions, that's what I do as well. I find it really just—it is so empowering to use our word of the day, but also it really works because you're hitting it from every angle and you're really changing habits、mm-hmm. across the board. It's the same habit in some ways, but it's the—you know—you're changing it at all levels, and it—it it really works. So I I love that that's、um, that's what you do. I I fully believe in that approach. Yeah.、Um, so I know that. You can't serve every woman on the planet one on one. What? But I know you've got like a book out, and I know you have some other places where people can learn from you, including you know just listening to this podcast.、Mm-hmm. Um, so where else can people get support from you? Yeah, yeah. So you know, the, the, my book was launched last year, and it's called Unleashed:、um, Tapping into Your Feminine Instinct to Create Your Financial Independence.、Um, and that is a book about、uh, five different women's. Story,、um, and the, the intention of that book is to, you know, to help people to awaken to, you know, what's possible. You know,、mm-hmm. for for you know, my intention is for readers to read these stories and say, "Oh my God, that's me!" You know, one of with one of the characters, and then from that they get inspirations and motivation to actually take action to、um, you know, do something different going forward,、okay. as opposed to、um, kind of. Just staying in this this this、mm-hmm. you know, hamster wheel,、um, and then in, in addition to the to the book, people can find me on、um, social media. I'm on you know Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, and also my website,、mm-hmm. um, and, and you know and then also you know the the this show, 
I think um, what's really, really important that I want everyone to to kind of remember is to make sure you build a team around you. Mm. And, and I'm talking about you know a team in the for the for the finances, but that that probably applies to every you know everywhere else in your in your life as well. And so when it comes to finances, build a team with you know a CPA with a financial advisor or maybe a coach and a tax person and. Um, and an attorney, you know, so um, when you build a team around you and make sure that they all know each other and they they work together for you, that's the best way to set yourself up. Because if you think about it, what do the ultra rich do? Mm-hmm. They have a family office. And what does a family office do? Well, they hire all the top notch people in all these different areas mm-hmm. to serve them, right? Yeah. We can do that for ourselves by building a team around us. And I think that's, you know, that's a, you know, a, one of the big takeaway that I want everyone listen to this is if you don't have a team around you with all these financial experts, then that's probably the one step you want to do, you know, after, after listening to, 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 to this, yeah. you have to do that. Yeah. I love that too, because we were talking earlier about, you know, outsourcing it right to a husband or whoever. And I think, Um, this is, you know, the healthier version of that, right? Oh, okay. I know I'm not like the best, you know, at money. Great. A, I can learn, right. And all the things that we've just talked about, I can empower myself. And I also don't have to become a money expert and be you in and be a financial advisor to also have a healthy relationship with money and to be financially free. And then I can just from an empowered space, bring on the right team to support me. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, being in charge of your money doesn't mean you have to do everything yourself, but you do have to be that. Yeah. But you do have to be that CFO to go out and hire the right people for your team. Absolutely. I love how empowering that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's been such a great conversation with you. Um, I I love, um, you know, the the topic of empowerment and, um, and I wish everyone who listened to this um, to really take a deeper look at how they're doing uh, right now in their personal life. And it could be in their you know, financial life or other areas of life and say, do I feel empowered in pursuing whatever I want to pursue? And, um, and if not, then maybe this show is the, the catalyst for you to take action, to look into what can you do to be more, uh, to be doing more self-advocating for yourself. I hope so. This work is so important and I'm so happy that you're doing it in the world. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for this thank conversation you. again. Um, we, um, you know, we can talk on and on and on, but um, I hope our <laughs> conversation can give our audience some ideas of um, maybe it's, it's a wake up call for them. Maybe it gave them some ideas of where they need to, uh, you know, to look into in terms of work and then also where to get help. And there's always something you can do. There's always something you can do. That's right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Talk again. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning in to the Women and Money Empowerment Show. If you ever have doubt for a moment about yourself, your capability, or your worthiness, please remember to keep coming back to these stories and lean in. Draw the wisdom and strength from these incredible women and know that you also have what it takes to live a fulfilling life. Until next time, have a fabulous day. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. 
For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org. Thank you.